Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this Mod Dev Podcast number 13. We've taken a few weeks off because I've been running around. I was in L.A. Uh, now I'm actually in Park City, Utah for the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, you can check this out. Snowing like a motherfucking bitch out there. Anyway, uh, this week we have Isaac Flacco Martinez, stand-up comedian, funny guy, actor. He actually played Ernesto Lagañas in Masa and the Power Season 2. Um, this was supposed to be next week's episode, so I think when I talk to him I say it's episode 14, but don't pay attention to that. Um, we have some editing um, backlog on... Uh, anyway, Isaac Flacco Martinez, this is Podcast number 13. Hope you enjoy it. If you like what we do, please remember to support us. Check out our store, desmadre.com forward slash store. We got a new uh, El Mundo with Juan Yerba shirt, which is really dope. Um, and we also have Patreon, patreon.com forward slash desmadre. Check it a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, ten dollars, whatever you feel comfortable. We really appreciate it. It goes a long way. We're starting to work on Mundo Season 2. It's going to be dope. Stay tuned. Thanks, everybody. Desmadre Podcast starts now. Let me ask you this. Do you know how many gallons of water it takes to make a dozen eggs? No. <laughs> Why would I know that? Because <laughs> you should care, dude. Because okay. there, no, there was a drought until a week ago. Oh, yeah. Well, it's California. Basically, it's somewhat wasteful. But basically, it takes over 650 gallons of water in to make a dozen eggs. Oh, I get you. Okay. So. Like to for the feed. Yeah, yeah. And to like. Was, oh, the whole process. I was like, yeah, I made scrambled eggs. I never used one drop of water. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how the fuck you guys make eggs up there. But. I'm not talking about a recipe, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said to make eggs. That's like what I had in my mind. I'm microdosing right now. I'm taking everything very literally. All right, everybody. We got uh, Isaac Flaco Martinez, funny guy, comedian. What's up, guys? Also yeah. known as Ernesto Lagañas in season two. That was a lot of fun. That was two oh. years ago, dude. Damn. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Like, that's something fucking crazy. Two years ago, <laughs> can you believe that? Damn, dude. I mean, I could believe it because, yeah, I haven't really done shit since then. So, <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's yeah. Be all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't done shit either. So. No, I take that back. I, I did a baby bash video. You did a baby bash video? Yeah. Is it like a baby shower video? No, baby, ba- you know baby bash? <laughs> Is that like a hyped up baby shower? Baby like bash. Baby bash, fool. You know baby bash, he's from your hometown. I know, he's probably going to fucking murder me now. <laughs> he's going to send somebody to like... What's funny is the music video I did was I have two peas in a backpack, which is two pounds. I didn't know that until that day. You have what? <laughs> two peas in a backpack? Yeah, you... I thought it was vegetables. Is that what you call that? <laughs> That's what, well, two pounds, two peas. Two peas? Yeah, that's what the whole song was about, or that's what it was called. And then Why the, were you in a music video for Baby Bash? Because I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> so anyways, Baby Bash ends up getting arrested, like, I want to say a week later in your hometown. San Jose? For having, no, well, aren't, aren't that you're from Texas? Yeah, but I'm, he's from Houston? Where, I don't know, yeah, he's from, from Dallas or Houston? Houston. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not from Houston, but whatever. Okay, in my home state. Okay, your home state. Uh, Texas is big, dude. Whatever. Yeah, it is big. Yeah. But yeah, he got arrested for having more than two pieces in his backpack. So he literally legit got arrested, or that was the story of the video? No, that, no, he really got arrested. Him oh, okay. and uh, 
I didn't know if you were still telling me the narrative for this fucking no, epic yeah. music video about it was him and, he's in a backpack. Him and Paul Wall got arrested. I don't even know if I should be talking about this shit, but yeah. Well, it's probably public if you heard about it. Yeah, it was on Facebook. Unless he like texted you and was like, bro, hey, bro. I've been in jail for two peas. Yeah, you know that check we cut you? Hey, uh. It's going to bounce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need at least a quarter <laughs> P back. I need a post bail. <laughs> They're going to use that as evidence. Like, get rid of it. Swallow it, bro. Swallow it. <laughs> Eat it. And that's how we're microdosing. All right. I'm not even microdosing. I, I, did you watch the Cowboys game yesterday? Do you watch football? You watch yeah, football. Yeah, I love football. I, I was watching it on my phone. I was, yeah. I mean, not, so I didn't get to sit down and watch the whole game, but cut the highlights. That was a, that was a good game. game. Yeah, it was. I, I got, I was sitting, uh, in uh, Islands, you know the fucking luxurious restaurant called Islands? Oh, okay. It's basically good. like a Chili's, but they put a pineapple on everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, they, really they just changed the sign. Really expensive hamburgers for no yeah. fucking reason? Yeah. yeah. Because pineapple. That's, oh, great. Yeah. Pineapple's so it, expensive, it's bro. Bucks, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to an Islands and sat there by myself and drank five Coronas and watched the game. It was a very sad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest Dallas fan, but I was like, the Raiders lost, now... You know, Dallas is the only team in there. Like, what do the, what do the Mexicans have now? You yeah, know? at this point, nobody, right? There's no Mexicans that are Packer fans. Well, dude, we had a hardcore Latino on the Pats, dude. Fucking murder. He's not there anymore, but Hernandez, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't get any true. more gangsters than that. He literally... He, I mean, yeah, they still don't know how many people he killed. They're still coming up. Like, That's hardcore. That is crazy. That's hardcore. So what you been up to, dude? Uh, doing shows, doing shows. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing a little bit more time now. I'm closing more shows, headlining a little bit more, trying to make that transition. But I'll be going to San Jose pretty soon uh, to headline. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Have a so, little tour coming up. Nice. So I've, I first met Flaco, um, well, I first heard of you because I went to the Felipe Esparza show, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like three years ago. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, well, okay, Felipe's good, but I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, man, don't get me in trouble, dude. Come on, man. I'm still trying to get work. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> nobody listens to this shit, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> nobody who fucking matters listens to this, so don't worry about it. Um, but no, you were like, you really stood out. And, and as like, I've told you this before, but just so people who maybe haven't heard uh, Flacco's set, or uh, seen him as Ernesto Lagañas, his epic role um, <laughs> of his life. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> two years ago. O- other than the two peas uh, role in the Baby Bash video. Yeah, I don't think um, I'm in a documentary. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but uh, but Flacco's style is is uh, a lot like uh, Mitch Hedberg. It's very understated, and and it's very I think different than a lot of other uh, Latino comics who are a little more kind of like loud and kind of out there. And I would say a lot of, uh, I don't know, I hate to say shit like this because I'm making generalizations, but <laughs> you know, like a lot of comics of color, like they're really loud and you, you you kind of focus on like some sort of performance that's very in your face and- um, Energetic. Energetic, <laughs> yeah, very energetic. Yeah, I'm not like that at all. Yeah. You can tell from this podcast. This guy is completely <laughs> the opposite of energetic. He is like, two heartbeats away from dead actually um but uh but that 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 really stood out i mean you were fucking hilarious and that's like i'm as a big fan of mitch hedberg and i told you this before like you really reminded me of like a a fucking beaner mitch hedberg you know that's cool and thank you man because you know like yeah a lot of people give me that like you know compliment like dude like yeah you're like a mexican mitch hedberg and 
some people like tell me like don't you get mad when you hear that i'm like no nah, i I love Machete Brick. I thought yeah, that was I think hilarious. it's. I mean, like, yeah, you know? I certainly mean it as a compliment. And yeah. you know, if you're going to be compared to somebody like that, yeah, really it'd be someone to... I would like, you know, look up to. Yeah, like, as a comic, yeah. you know. So yeah, well, we really, uh, Larissa and I really dug your set, and I was like, all right, I gotta talk to this guy, and we kept you in mind, and that's kind of how things got rolling with working with you a while back. And doing the yeah the Masa and the Power. Yeah, Masa and the Power. Um, season two. Season two, <laughs> which is where where it's ended. Everybody was always asking us, "Dude, where's season three? I'm like, "Dude, where's some money?" Yeah, there you go. You know, like it is not cheap. But yeah, you, you remember all it took to do that. And, yeah, yeah, know. that was a real film. Yeah, I remember like Chingo Bling was like, I was like, yeah, I want to like you know be in one of the, like you know leading roles too. But damn, that guy had to go through a lot. Like and yeah, it was pretty impressive. It's a lot of work. It's yeah. certainly a lot of work for the production team, and you know you really have to have like a full crew of people, like you know, on top of it, like twenty four seven through the whole production. Because yeah, I remember that. Yeah, well, we had, you're well, driving we people, picking people up, getting food. So it's a really big endeavor. But um, let's take a step back, dude. Where where? Because a lot of people maybe haven't heard like where your story. Like where were you born? So yeah, I was born in. Uh, City Terrace by East LA. Grew up in East LA, pretty much. Yeah. Where your in parents the, in from? the eighties. My mom was from. Or, I mean, LA too. Uh, she grew up in the same house that I grew up in. I see. That's how Mexicans do it. Um, nice. <laughs> my dad. I'm pretty sure he was from Mexico, and then like he moved over here, and then. You're pretty sure you don't fucking know, bro. I have no idea, dude. I. And you know what's crazy? Like I don't know much about my dad. And like more, a lot of like you know, and like he literally lived in San Gabriel, which is like maybe three miles away from where I live. But yeah, I never. I mean, I was never. I had a house full of people that I was like, I don't need a dad, dude. Like, you know. So yeah, it wasn't. I, I just never wondered about it. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Hmm. But he's from Mexico, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, because you know, I had met him. So you've the, never met him? No, or? I met him a few times, and it's funny. Like the reasons I would meet him was because. My grandfather was a big gambler. We used to always go to the racetrack, and he would always take me with him. Nice. And that's where I met my dad. Like this dude just came up to like my grandfather and like shook his hand and like kind of nuzzled my head and like talked to me a little bit in Spanish and walked away. And then like my uh, uncle kind of like you know you know who that guy was? I was like no like who? He's like that's your dad. So that's how I met my dad. <laughs> like it was like one of those things. Like damn. Oh shit! I wish you guys would have told me that before. <laughs> like you know damn. like. <laughs> Damn. No, but then like I would run into him at the racetrack a couple times after, and it was just like I don't know, like it was, yeah, it wasn't a big deal just because I never like knew him, so like it wasn't like a thing. Like so, you kind of grew up with your mom's side of the family. Yeah, like yeah. I just grew up without a dad. Like it wasn't something that I saw him walk away. It was yeah. like yeah, he was just never there. Interesting. But yeah, it was a different time back then though. Like he was like way older than my mom. My grandmother was kind of like pushing it to happen because she was from Mexico. Like. You have to get married. She's like, I'm only 15. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh shit. Yeah. So okay. It was like one of those things. I see. Yeah. I yeah. see. So, what was growing up uh, in City Terrace like when you were a kid? Was it really rough? Was it like? Um, I mean, it, yeah, it was. It was. You know, City Terrace. You know, they talk shit. You get into fights, stuff like that. But I mean, you know, I hear it's pretty crazier now, though. Or it's a lot. It's getting a lot crazier now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I hear like the 90s are back. Yeah. <laughs> the rams are back yeah no some, it's funny because you when you kick out the barber shops like you know you have the cholo that comes in and tells you what's going on like oh man like 
the barbershop I was at, like, they were talking about, like, yeah, some guy just pulled up on, like, Valley Boulevard and got out of his car midday and started shooting at somebody. Damn. Got back in his car and drove off. And I was just like, wow. Like, and they're like, yeah, shit, like, that happens all the time here. I'm like, mm, that's not supposed to. You don't live Do you still live around there? Uh, no. I mean, I live in Alhambra now. So okay. it's, like, right down the street. Sure. But yeah, and then like he went to explain that there's like gangs moving in from different areas and like, I don't know, I guess they're gentrification too, I don't know. They're getting pushed <laughs> out of other places and having to go back to the hood? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I guess you think that's, that's what's happening or? I mean, that's what he was explaining. It was like yeah. Cholo logic, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> the Cholo uh, nightly news at yeah. the barber shop. See, that, there's a show you should, you should think about. The Cholo. CNN. <laughs> Cholo logic. Cholo logic. <laughs> Cholo, well, people do Cholos try. um so were you did you when you were growing up were you into comedy or were you did you know that was something you or i used to watch it a lot i never saw myself as a comic or as a little kid i don't know why like i never oh i want to be a comedian but i knew i loved to watch comedy shows so like that was it was i was just a fan of it like i i remember i would beg my mom to let me stay up to watch arsenio hall's first like opening monologues and yeah stuff like that and like i would end up watching the whole show yeah but like that was like i just wanted like you know i liked watching stand-up i remember when i was eight years old i dragged my grandparents to a comedy show in vegas and like it was yeah i was just a little kid loving stand-up hmm. who were your favorite stand-ups uh i mean you know robin williams like back in the day like, i didn't know like i knew yeah. like everybody was like super famous like richard Pryor, you know yeah bill cosby yeah but uh, it wasn't until I got older that, like, I started going to, like, the Ice House. And, yeah, I went to a Latino night. And, yeah, it was something different. It was, like, wow, like, comedy that kind of, like, you know, reaches towards us. It's, like, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not, they're not talking about worldly things, but they are talking about, like, stuff that we face every day. So I thought, like, that was a cool change, you know? Yeah. And one of the best shows I saw was at the Ice House on Latino night. It was just, like, I want to say about 10 years ago. It was Gabriel Iglesias, Felipe Esparza, Jeff Garcia, uh, Johnny Sanchez. It was just like before they all blew up. It was like hmm. one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like, I people are walking out because they were like, trying to catch their breath, like <laughs> hanging by the door. Like, okay, I'm gonna go back in there as soon as like you know my stomach starts hurt, like stops hurting. And, like, <laughs> they're doing yeah. like a, taking a break from yeah. a set of ab workout. <laughs> it was that great of a show, but yeah. So and then. Uh, started following a couple of comics and I just got into it after like that. How long did it take from the time when you were like, I think I want to do this to the point where you actually went and did like a open mic or something? So I just, and how old were you? I was 30 <laughs> when I started. Yeah. I got the, I'm, I mean like I always wanted to try it, but I never had the opportunity until I met a comic that I used to work with at a bar at the Edison bar, uh, Chris Millhouse. He's like a, comic from hollywood mm-hmm. and he put this show together for uh whitney cummings and uh, he's like yeah if you bring people you could go up and i was right. like, oh, right, cool. like yeah there's a name for that right like where you uh it's a bringer show bringer. Yeah, yeah yeah but like she was like trying to uh do jokes for comedy central so she needed an audience to like uh, go for the jokes so i was like all right it's my opportunity i got some friends there and uh i wrote some stuff like it's the first time i ever wrote like jokes and like a whole set and i did it like five minutes and people would tell me keep keep doing it like if if, if you do, if you were doing it again i would come back to see you and like i was like all right and then i just made a decision like from then on like i should just like you know go full on and try it 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you had a pretty good, a pretty successful first outing then. You didn't like... <laughs> or, or, did, or, did you, or did you? I mean, as all things I mean, considered, like you didn't walk out of there being like, "Fuck, I should not do this." Or you got some encouragement from that that experience. I mean, yeah, I was a natural. No, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, not for nothing. Like, I I did well like my first few times doing comedy, and I think like that helped me to stay with comedy. Yeah, because it wasn't really after until after like I want to say three or four months doing comedy that i first bombed mm-hmm. and i remember like I've, I've done like bad but i would always like oh there's nobody here so that's all everybody did and like i would excuse it or whatever yeah and my first show was with felipe esparza like at the at a bar in east la and it was right before he won last comic stand it was like the final five so people were like backing him up that like they wanted to see him win yeah <laughs> we're doing a show together it was like Rudy moreno put it together it was on my first big Latino show and Felipe comes up to me and he goes, Hey, you're a comic? I'm like, yeah. Hey, do you mind if I go up before you? Because I gotta take off like soon. And I was just like, mm-hmm. You're Felipe Esparza, you could do whatever you want. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. like go ahead, yeah. So he goes up there and he destroys. Like he's doing jokes about East LA, like he's doing jokes about like, you know, like clubs down the street that everybody used to go to like he knew the other it was really local like, yeah. I was dying just laughing like you know yeah. just, oh my god this is hilarious and then it's like I'm next and like you know like yeah. about, I'm four months in I probably had five minutes I was supposed to do seven so I was just like I'll stretch it you know and I started bombing from the beginning and like my that was my first time bombing so my five minutes turned to about three minutes damn yeah, or vice, yeah, and like I had to make up four. So the other comic that was on the show after was Kid from Kid and Play. He's like, <laughs> he does stand up. He does stand up too. He's a rapper, actor, stand up comic. So in my mind, is like, okay, they're gonna hear rap anyways. <laughs> I need to kill four minutes. I should start to rap. Oh Jesus Christ. So I don't know why I had like rap songs written for some fucking reason because I guess I wanted to be a rapper at one point. <laughs> Everybody goes to that, bro. Yeah. So after bombing my material for three minutes, I start rapping and it made everything way worse. Wow. Like, do you yeah. remember the rap? Yeah, I do. Come on, dude. Oh, right man. here, right here, dude. It's time. It's time to bring. What was it like? You don't have to rap it, but what was? What were some of the lyrics? Uh. I'll do it after the story. I'll tell you about that. The story's over. We're ready right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we gotta hear the fucking bomb rap. We gotta uh, hear it. All right. Are you serious? I no one hears this shit anyways, right? Right. Nobody's listening. So. Oh man. Okay. I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> you should have brought beer. <laughs> Jeez. All right. I used to want to be a rapper, but haters and snappers made me feel I couldn't be all I could be. They made me my own worst enemy. I used to be a suicidal soldier, but now I'm a bit older and I'm a bit colder. I'm not looking for a shoulder to cry on. I'm not looking for some chick to tell me I'm gone. I'm looking for a bed to lie on with different women to try on. Because I'm going to give me a climax to climb on. Because it ain't wrong to love these hoes from Saigon. But watch out with them chicks from Taiwan. Believe me, you'll see what I mean the day that you find one. But for now, I'm going to stay focused and I'll 
split like the locust. But I will come back every now and again just to poke my head out every now and again. Haha, ha, I'm just being silly me. Type LOL if you're feeling me. Nice to meet you. This is the real me. I float with a bit of some buoyancy. I dress with a bit of flamboyancy. But I'm not the only one, you see. I got this from my Uncle D. Rest in peace, Uncle D. I'll see you soon, Uncle D. But not too soon, because you see, sometimes I feel like I'm supposed to stay here and avenge your life because you weren't treated so right. Oh, wow, what the fuck? What the heck is wrong with this world? But don't let it get to you. Don't let the evil unfurl. Because one day I want to find myself outside the ghetto, making babies out of my wood just like Geppetto. If you don't get what I'm saying, you need to get on my level. <laughs> How the fuck do you remember that from so long ago? That's fucking crazy. I wrote it, so it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's the actual one that you did? That's the actual one that I did. And, like, and people were just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it just doing? came out of nowhere. Like, it was a packed place that you couldn't really hear. And, like, I remember people tried to start helping me, like, by clapping and putting on Try to throw a beat on? And it just threw everything off even worse. <laughs> like, like, I'm not a rapper. Like, I'm like, I don't even know what beats are. Like, you know, like. <laughs> so, yeah. But it sounds like, it sounds like you know almost, not immediately, but you know pretty quickly that you're bombing. Uh, yeah, I knew right away. And, like, because it's the, like, once you hear, once you say a joke, especially, you know, my style, like, it's just joke, joke, joke. I don't really talk, like, about my day or whatever. Yeah. So as soon as I didn't hear a laugh at the joke, it just threw me off. And I hadn't like, you know, like I didn't know what to say next. Yeah. And it was just like, it was so like, it was the one of the worst feelings of my life. I was going to quit. I, I swear to God, like I walked out like this, this is not for me. I was doing, I got lucky the first like four months. Like that I, I no like this is what it, a real audience is. And this is what I'm going to do. Like, no, it's not for me. And then this comic Juan Garcia called Chapel. Like he saw I was distraught and he like he just came up to me and said, dude, all you gotta do is next time they don't laugh at your joke, make fun of the audience for not laughing. And yeah. it was just kinda like hearing him say I was like, okay, like it kinda like that was my biggest problem not hearing yeah. like, you know, and it threw me off. Yeah. But yeah. and then like and then Felipe was there and I was like, I thought you were supposed to leave. <laughs> I thought you had somewhere to go. But he told me, he's like, Hey man, you're pretty funny. Uh here are some open mics that I go to tell them that Felipe sent you and like they'll put you up. So that kind of got me into that, you know, whole nice. circuit too. So, yeah. Nice. So it was a bad thing, but it, it turned out being a good thing. And yeah, I mean, it's everyone like, has to go through it. Like I yeah. look at that night and I saw what Felipe did and I saw what I did. And when I see a hard room now, it always takes me back to that night. Like you got to bring it more like him and be less the way you were like, you know, and it hmm. just, yeah. What do you mean by a hard room? Like, how do you know it's, a, it's just like... You just get that feeling like uh, people aren't paying attention from right away. It's like there's high ceilings. Um, high it's ceilings, not even, it's interesting. Yeah, high ceilings is really bad for a comedy show. Really? Yeah, it's the echo. It's like you you have to make your voice bigger, like more auditorium-ish as opposed to just talking like one-on-one. Yeah. Um, yeah, every time I see like a, a big room, I'm like, this is going to be tough. Like, you know, like when it was the, if it's like a big auditorium like that. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, the San Jose Improv is pretty fucking huge. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I changed my like voice up when it's like the San Jose Improv because it can't, it's not so much like a bar show where you can like talk one on one. It's, yeah. It's like a thing you're just projecting to like the whole place. Yeah. So, you know, it's, the pace is a little different. Like, that's the stuff that I'm like learning, you know, like just how to attack every audience differently. Yeah. But, have, how do you think you've learned just more by doing or have you like read oh, fucking camera just died. Oh, break 
dude, I don't know why I was so nervous. Like the first, like I was like running out of breath talking like the first few minutes of doing this. Oh really? Yeah. Didn't you feel that? No. Nah, not really. I don't know. Didn't I'm you? literally just staring at you guys. Half baked. Half baked. Steve Wright. Steve yeah, Wright. Yeah. Steve Wright. On my rap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. So I was I was asking. Um, you've obviously learned a lot just by doing, but have you read books or like any sort of like formal instruction? You ever had like a fucking coach of any sort? Is that a thing or? Um, I mean, not a coach. I mean, I talk to comics I respect. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's funny because a lot of comics will give you that advice, but like you really just have to take the ones that you respect, or else you just go crazy. Yeah, you know. Um, but I, I Googled how do you write jokes? I like, you know, mm -hmm. I've read a few books or like I've skimmed through it. I mean, say like I read cover to cover, like, you know, but, um, I want to say honestly, like what's helped me most is bombing. Like I, I kind of came to the realization, like you have to bomb in order to become better because like, if you're doing good all the time, you're not learning anything. You're just killing. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're bombing, you're trying to make people laugh and you're not. So you're making that muscle stronger. So I actually do that, man. Like if I do a show and like, it's really good, I'll actually go and try to find an open mic that I know is like tough. Yeah. Try to like watch. I could bomb too though. Like, you know, like, and that's the way I think you should. Damn, like, you this know? guy's so badass. He has to work at bombing. <laughs> no, I think a lot of comics should like, you know, try to bomb harder. Like, well, I mean, yeah, I you should hard, put yourself like, into I mean, challenging situations. And I mean, crowds. like, I mean, and, I mean, not for nothing. Like, there's times where I do shy away, or it's like, it's like, oh, you know what? This open mic looks good, and like I start doing material, and people are like, dude, I thought you're gonna work stuff out. But like, I mean, that's that's the vanity, I guess. Like, you have to kind of like, you know, work with that or whatever, or just, you know, I, I mean, like, yeah, like it, it's a hard thing to like bomb, but it it does help, and like, yeah, you just have to put yourself in those challenging situations where like no one's paying attention, like it's hard to like you know hear and like yeah there's fucking football games on like if you can kill there imagine what you can do at a place that they're ready for comedy you yeah know what i'm saying imagine yeah. how high those laughs are gonna be yeah so yeah. that's you know now do you notice a difference between i'm sure you do but what's the difference and how do you deal with going from um like a just a traditionally like you know a mainstream comedy club versus going to like a, a more latino comedy club where the audience is more might be more attuned to, you know, some of the specific jokes about, or do you, how do you, is that something you think about or? You know what? Like I would, I, I, I mean, I don't know why. I don't think I factor that in because I've never had to be like, oh, like these are white people. I better do my white jokes. White people love my Mexican jokes. Yeah. Like I get like a lot of more, probably more compliments from white people, but like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like I know what a weddo is they call me that all the time and like you know yeah. they'll, they'll like you know repeat my jokes or like like yeah and it's just like I don't know like they love Latino comedy like the people who come see the shows are just they're fans of Latino comedy and I feel that's like what I put out so like mm -hmm. you know um, as far as like me being like in a all white show that's not a Latino show and like how do I deal with that like I mean I guess I just look at it like oh, this is the Latino part of the version of the show, and like they're they're yeah. on with it. Like I never get yeah. like, yeah, 
Um, yeah, I don't change it up or anything. It's just... Yeah, yeah it certainly yeah. seems like... I mean, people are... Especially in California, obviously, like, people... Everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, everyone knows. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone I mean, knows. that's the thing. I'm not Mexican. Like, I'm... There's fucking white people more Mexican than me. Like, yeah. I don't know Spanish for shit. Like, I mean, I can speak it, but I try not to just because I'll fuck it up. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I'm not... Yeah. It's not something that I... Oh, I know. Like, I'm... I know more Mexican stuff than these people. So like, no, they get, we all get it. Like, you know, like, yeah. I'm talking about stuff that we all get. Not, yeah. This, this but there certainly are, it seems like, I don't know, like it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how, you know, people just will lump comics. They're like, oh, these are the Latino comics, right? But by and large, like that doesn't happen as much anymore with, with black comics. It does some, but like, like, do you mean they cross over easier? In a yeah, sense? yeah. I think black comics cross over easier. Maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's just me thinking that, but... I could see that, because, I mean, like, maybe I want to say the only comic that I think crossed over like that was, like, what, Greg Giraldo? I guess, yeah. You know, like, I mean... Um, I mean, right now, probably Fluffy. Fluffy, yeah. Fluffy, he's yeah. pretty, like, broad, like, market at this point, I think. You know, he ha he's kind of... Like not family friendly, but you know he's like. I don't know. I kind of see him as a Latino comic though, because I mean I don't know. Like I I know every time I talk to a white person, like you know Fluffy, like and they kind of like, no, like you know, mm -hmm. like, but Latinos all day, like yeah, Fluffy, like oh yeah, I know that guy, like. Well yeah, but I mean he started that way, but I think he's doing a. He certainly does a well, lot. Well yeah, the mo yeah that's true. I can't say that too because the movies that he's doing now mm -hmm. and, oh uh, yeah, Shining Tatum obviously, and he's white, so yeah, he's a big fan. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. No, I guess yeah. I guess he is doing that crossover right now. But do you think about that? You you just fucking do what you do and Um, I'm not No, I don't honestly like I think my focus is Latino comedy. Like I and everyone's like, you know, some people might think it as hacky or like, you know, alternative comedy or like I don't even know what alternative comedy is anymore. But um I look at it more as a business sense like yeah. i mean like if i was gonna do comedy like thank god i'm mexican and i have that because it's one of the biggest like you know uh yeah it's latinos spend what 50 million dollars a year on entertainment that's more than anybody like that's a good yeah know, it's certainly a really good market and it's yeah. certainly something that kind of maybe differentiates you yeah from yeah. the general market comics or from everybody else in la who every other white dude who moves here from anywhere in the world or who wants to be into comedy and it's funny too because like I noticed too like I know a lot of really good funny comics that are, are not Latino and they don't have like a fan base like right. you know and they're on TV and they're hilarious and then there's like these Mexican comics who are like I mean no disrespect like they're not that funny but people go and pay to go see them yeah. and it's just like you see it right yeah. away like you see yeah. it even on my level or like you know, so yeah, yeah. like I can imagine how it's going to be like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's certainly a baked in audience, kind of a strong niche and, yeah, and people well. like to go out to the shows and stuff. Latinos um, love to party. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> nice. So how do you think your, your material has changed? What was your material like at first, like content wise? Like what did you talk about mostly? <laughs> or what do you have like one joke that always like that we were like this is it the first one that like blew up for you and you're like it was like your your fucking haymaker in the in your set <laughs> i had yeah i had my closer which is funny now because i guess and every comic probably goes through this like 
there is a point in your life where you just hate your old material because it's like yeah i mean every artist does yeah. whether you're a musician or yeah. a writer or whatever and it's not that i hate it it's just like you i don't know like you you get sick of saying it and yeah and then it, it's funny because like my first jokes were like you know like it was my first time writing jokes so they had all to do with racism you know like yeah and I don't know why I'm becoming such a pussy lately, but like now I'm like, dude, I want to stay away from these racist jokes. Like, <laughs> you know, talk about other stuff as opposed to like, you know what else white people are doing? You know yeah. what else black people steal? And like, you know, just like, yeah. and I mean, and I still, I mean, I, I'm not saying that, you know, racist jokes aren't funny because I think they're fucking hilarious. But yeah, I think I'm just at the point where like I started with that and like I kind of want to like, you know, but my closer was like, a, a joke that had to do with five or like four different races like you know like i was adopting four kids from different races and like you know how it was living with them or how it would be to live with them mm -hmm. and i would just go into like the stereotypical thing of every race so right like, right know. so and you could see how that could get a little tiring after a while yeah but um, i think i remember that joke i think you, <laughs> I think you used that in san Jose three years ago yeah and it was pretty fucking sounds, funny sounds about right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i probably yeah. used it about a year ago <laughs> <laughs> so how do you you're evolving you feel like you're do you feel like those are easy laughs or they're kind of cheap or what are you you're just tired of it or uh easier laughs i'm a little tired of it i i mean like i i'm trying to evolve more um but the, i ain't gonna lie i still go to them when i need to yeah. like cause, i mean i don't have much material or like that I believe in, or I, I should say, or I'm like, I'm, I'm trying stuff, you know, like, but, uh, yeah, there's times where it's just like, all right, this room's hard. I'm just going to go for like, you know, like bam, 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 right off the bat. And like, you know, like, you come to racist jokes, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to laugh. Let me give you a racist joke. <laughs> I see you laughing, motherfucking racist. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hey, that's what people want. Like, you know, like, I don't know why I'm fighting it, but people, yeah. people want McDonald's, you give them what they want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, it's something we're always like, even at this mother, when we're doing like the news show, like El Mundo, or we're doing sketches or something, it's like, uh, we could do this, but it's so easy. It just feels like you feel you kind want of. want to. I mean, because, yeah, like, I mean, as an artist, like, like you know, you want to get, like, you know, more like you want to get like a bigger audience you want yeah to, you know and the thing is like why do you want that audience to say what and if you have that power like you're gonna want to learn some stuff on the way and kind mm -hmm. of evolve you know mm -hmm. i think yeah it, yeah it's something we've always struggled with and you see like people who are like viners or or they used to be viners because that yeah, shit's, that's just done, yeah. <laughs> um but you know people who do all those jokes or that 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 formula and it's the same thing and you're like well i mean look it's pretty clear what works we can do that you're like, but yeah, to what end? Like, I'm not growing. I'm not doing anything interesting. That I'm not doing something that nobody else is doing. And yeah, you get the followers, but then they just want more of that shit. And you're like, you're not, not that you need to invent something new, but kind of putting a new twist on something at the very minimum. Yeah, yeah and, and that's what it is. It's kind of like you want to be the one making waves as opposed to like, oh, following the wave. Like, yeah. Because, you know, yeah. you know, like, yeah, you want to be the one starting it. And I mean... I, I would, you know, I would hope that's what every artist wants, you know, like, I mean, you know, just, you know, yeah, say something that's going to, you know, be meaningful or like just, you know, like, yeah, different from yesterday. Or something. Yeah, I think yeah. something that people like 
are enlightened yeah. as opposed to just yeah don't get me wrong like i'm not there yeah like i still struggle with this so sometimes you'll hear like you already did those those jokes and shit like that but <laughs> just know that i'm trying people <laughs> like <laughs> i'm gonna change the battery out on this camera before it dies all right so we were talking about meaningful art <laughs> <laughs> how to oh, leave sure. your personal mark on the world this is gonna be funny yeah oh. <laughs> um but yeah it's tough man because well, there's like, it's like anything, right? You're trying to balance like effectively money and, and getting fans and kind of what the easy way, presumably the easy way. And none of this is easy because it all takes a lot of hard work. Let's get that out of the way too. Because even telling the racist jokes and getting the following, like you got to go out there and grind. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing too. Like, you know, I'm learning comedy. I'm st- I mean, I'm going to be learning comedy probably till the day I die, but like yeah like i'm like and right now i'm just learning you know the beginning actually just like how you know to like perfect a joke how to like you know go like after a certain audience and a certain like you know environment or whatever mm-hmm. and um yeah there's like a lot of stuff that i want to talk about that i don't because or i haven't because i felt like i wasn't ready yet mm-hmm. like i could talk about stuff that i'm interested in but i'm not going to make it funny enough where people are going to be like why are you talking about this like you know and yeah and that's the level like I feel that I want to hit this year. Like you know, like I want to start. I mean, like I, I think I'm at that level where I, I can write a joke really well, and I can make. Like you see my Facebook, I try to make a joke about anything that, I, that it's going on that day, and like mm-hmm. I try to write as many jokes as I can, and like you know, I'll throw them on my set, and like I'll rearrange it, and you know, try to make it work, and and that's what I'm doing. Like you know, at this moment, like I'm like, I might. It was funny too, cause like my style is a little bit different from last time you saw me too. Like I'm like, I am more, I'm a lot louder. I mean, mm. louder than this podcast. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working at stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get the most out of what I can do. How do you, how do you, is there, I know this is like a fucking basic question or like there may not be an answer, but how do you, how do you gauge whether something's ready to be rolled out like to the public or you just go throw it out at some point? Or... I just throw it out. I just throw it out, and I mean, like, I all my jokes evolved on stage. Like, they, mm-hmm. like they have to. Like, they're not gonna evolve in your room. Like, you have to like go and, you know. Do you ever tape yourself and then go? Because I know people do that. Like, some people do that. Yeah, I I try to. I always record myself. Like, I'll, I'll, I have a little app on my phone where I could you know record audio. Uh huh. But um, the videotaping that that helps a lot too because I have really bad mannerisms when I you know doing comedy, get nervous. Like you know, start. That seems like it's kind of part of the act, though. Not that you're do- <laughs> not that you're doing it on purpose, but it kind of becomes like yeah. part of your persona that people dig, and you know, you do look kind of like nervous, or you're kind of fidgety, or whatever, and that kind of makes people laugh in and of itself. Yeah, no, I, I get that too. Yeah. But then there's like a certain professionalism, like you know, where I can't do that like on TV or anything like that. You know? Or, yeah, yeah well, I don't think see. so. I mean, I think as long as it kind of fits the style. Like if you're trying to be really outgoing and and whatever, and then you look fidgety or whatever, and there's like a clash there, then maybe maybe that doesn't work. You just look like you're hella nervous. But if you just go out there kind of looking awkward and that's what you are and your style kind of fits that. Again, going back to Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. You know, the guy was like a I fucking just, basket yeah. case, you know? Like, I just sometimes I see myself I'm like, why am I looking down on the ground so much? Like, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but I got what you're saying too. Like, yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's, that's the struggle I get too. It's like, you know, because comedy is basically like, you know, who you are, where you're coming from. Right. And, right. You know, but it's, yeah. So... Still trying to figure it out, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. No, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Next question. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, who um, <laughs> he's laughing. What's coming? What's next? Um, so you you have like some stuff lined up. You said you're trying to do more headlining stuff and like how, yeah. how hard? I mean, well, like okay, like um. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing more headlining stuff. I feel like I'm getting ready to like, I could do the time now, basically. Like before, I was like a little awkward because I couldn't do the whole forty-five minutes. Yeah. Without stretching it. Is that kind of an industry standard, like forty-five minutes, or what is that based on? Because I don't know shit about this, but you know, like. I'm. Uh, I think that's the longest they expect you to do as a headliner. Like okay. 40, you know, most sometimes an hour, an hour and a half, but like as far as like traveling comics, like that's forty-five minutes. Uh, some comics say it's 20 like that's like in LA I would say uh-huh. but um, to yeah like when you're trying to book shows and like hey I could come in headline like you want to have a good 45 to an hour got it um, and I think yeah like this I, I've been at a point where I could start doing the jokes that I wanted to do but never had the confidence to do like shit like now I feel like I could talk about any joke and like try to work it on stage before mm-hmm. it's like that joke it's not gonna like it ain't ready yet mm-hmm. and like now I feel like well let's get it ready like even if it's not ready go on stage and like like you know say it as funny as you can and then like write down the funny parts and then mm-hmm. go back next week or the next day I go up once a week I'm sorry <laughs> but yeah, you should go how many times week. a week do you do this uh, it ranges man cause I, I want, see that's another thing too and this is really bad and I'm gonna say this I hate doing like three five minutes like you know when I'm working on stuff like I want to do like you know at least seven ten like you know mm-hmm. most open mics are three minutes mm-hmm. and they're lottery and you have to wait like so freaking long to do it mm-hmm. and i mean that's part of the grind whatever like um so sometimes like i'll get into my moods where it's like yeah, let's do comedy do open mics like all night mm-hmm. like wait it out whatever like you know and there's just sometimes i'm like no nah, i'm just gonna wait till i get booked yeah and yeah that's Kind of like that's working really, out, you get into it for a while, and you, <laughs> yeah, and like I mean that's really bad of me, like you know what I mean. But I mean that's yeah, that's the struggle I have, like, you know. But it, it's just yeah, because there's times where it just works out for me, where I'm like just booked every day for like a couple of weeks, and I get to evolve more, and I get to like okay, yeah. like you know work stuff out, because that's where I feel like, bam, I'm learning, I'm doing you know good stuff, and you know like the three minutes help but i can tell the difference like it's not helping as much as it would if i you know what's going up and, yeah yeah you know yeah i mean certainly um talking about that and also the the headlining slash business side of it like how much how much of your energy is spent just thinking about like that side of it not even the comedy side but you know the the booking uh, stuff like managing stuff like or do you have anybody who helps you as a manager or anything or? <laughs> i've had a few people tell me they want to be my manager and i've told them yes and i don't nothing's ever happened <laughs> <laughs> they're like cool i'm your manager i'm yeah. gonna go smoke some weed now yeah exactly <laughs> um, you got um, my number send me the checks no <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing i do have to get but i'm terrible at business like when it comes to like you know booking myself and stuff like that yeah and yeah a comic one of the comics i respected told me that like yeah you're a really funny comic but you're just bad at business bro and that's basically my problem um but i'm actually booking stuff this year and like i've I've started to and i'm starting to like learn just to basically like go out there and reach out and you know 
kind of make yourself look as you know best as possible and mm -hmm. like you know get whatever you can yeah go on like you know the festivals like you know and try to like knock those down like i won one festival or but like i mean yeah and that's like basically my plan like try to like you know it's really tough because you you want to be like kind of a, an artist and you kind of want to do your own thing but then you do have to jump in and play the game it's a different animal too man like because it, it feels so slimy to yeah. like ask for money and to like try to like get into a club by like i don't know it's just like i i I, sh I really need to get over all that shit like you know yeah but i don't know that's just yeah it's something that i struggle with but i mean it's the business like you know like it, it, like i should be able to like put a price on what i have to offer and like expect it and like you know be, yeah be okay with it yeah and i think that's like my you know that's my thing right now it's like uh whatever you want to pay me i'll do it like you know it's like <laughs> no like yeah no it's frustrating that. it's really frustrating and yeah you you don't want to you don't want to piss people off that's the other thing too is like yeah you want to take the opportunities yeah. you don't want to turn shit down and you don't you don't want to come up as like some greedy ass but then at the same time you don't want to come over come off as a pushover so it's always a balance man yeah it is and yeah sometimes you know i i, I mean some people have called me diva-ish <laughs> but like yeah there is a fine line where you have to like all right you know show that that you have worth but at the same time be easy to work with yeah like, that's my biggest thing sometimes like i'm like too much of one or the other but um but then too like you know uh i think what kind of gives me that confidence though is just like you know getting a fan base like you know what i mean like yeah not for nothing but when i do comedy shows like i'll have people come up to me and like where can i follow you and it's just like yeah you know that's what it's about like that's what the bookers like that's what yeah. you know so yeah, yeah. <coughs> so let's talk about something other than comedy dude what else is going on we're about to get a new president in three days donald trump yeah i heard that's gonna be crazy on inauguration day they're gonna like protest and they're getting ready for some big like yeah there's gonna be a bunch of cops and yeah paramedics on standby and that's gonna be nuts man it's see what weird. happens it's um, definitely weird I mean, yeah. You don't get too much into politics and stuff in your set, do you? I try to, I, I try to like do it lightly. Mm -hmm. Um, like yeah, political views are kind of weird because politics is not really real. <laughs> like you know, I mean, like I, I, I mean, yeah, you, there's you, no right or wrong. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like a way for people to pick a team, and you know, and it's kind of like, I mean, like, I mean, not for nothing. Like I'm not a Donald Trump supporter. Oh uh, are there like are there uh, comedy groupies generally speaking <laughs> um is that a thing i mean yeah that's a thing but i mean i guess yeah dude i'm <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> this is i should have said yeah i have a girlfriend <laughs> hey man we're just trying to you know prepare the ladies <laughs> for when they go to the shows bro Nah, um, you know what? I, I kind of made like a decision to like stay away from that side of the part of it, just mm -hmm. because it never goes anywhere. You always yeah. like not for nothing, but you always hook up with a crazy person, right? Um, and yeah, it never fails. So I think like yeah, if I ever like wanted to start a relationship or like go into that, it's gonna be 
from outside. Yeah. 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 Like, it, it makes a lot more sense. It's yeah. just like, why would, you know, so. I was just talking to, um, I went to the gym this morning and uh, there was a dude, a trainer that I was talking to and he, he runs all these classes and stuff. And he was telling me that like when he first started, like, like he hooked up with a few chicks, like from his classes, you know? And he was like, man, that was a bad idea. Like, cause then one of them got jealous and then one of them this and that. And then I had to see her in the class and he's like, <laughs> man, I don't fuck with that anymore. <laughs> like, it's a fucking yeah. wreck. <laughs> I mean, that's just bad because you're going to see them all the time. So, yeah. Uh... Yeah. That seems like a diff- slightly different situation, but <laughs> I mean, they see you like, as like, Oh, like you're really funny or like his situation, he's in really good shape. And like, you know, I want to be like that. I want to live that life. I want to, take booty pictures on instagram <laughs> and be a fit model or whatever <laughs> it's it's a uh, two hours of power that's what they call it <laughs> is that what it is yeah after after two hours your, your two hours are up and nobody wants you anymore <laughs> the two hours right after a show right after a show yeah it only lasts for about two hours <laughs> <laughs> two hours of, i think you should put that on a t-shirt <laughs> two hours of power bitches two hours of power <laughs> Flacco's in the house two hours. <laughs> no, you'd be like, Flacco is like two minutes of power. Two dude. minutes of power. There you, go. <laughs> you just start a timer. I'm coming off, ladies. You got two minutes over here. <laughs> 20 minutes, maybe. Two minutes of low, not even power. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it, have, have, um, what does your family say about your stand up? Like, what does your mom, have she gone oh, to your shows it. and stuff? Yeah. yeah, my mom, yeah, my family loves it. They, I, I try to incorporate my family. Well, I incorporate my life to my stand-up. So, like, yeah, they they, they recognize the stories and, yeah, they, they love to be there. Yeah. Yeah, they, they like it a lot. They, I That's the one thing I never had to worry about. Like, I hear comics all the time, like, oh, like, my family wants me to quit stand-up. Like, they've never felt that way, so. That's cool. Yeah. That's You're supported a, by. Yeah. But, yeah. Do you have a, like a regular job? Uh, I do lift right now. Nice. Yeah. What's that uh, like? It's all right. It's just scary because you don't know how it is day to day. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, like, I mean, it's it's perfect for comedy. Like, you yeah, know, like, I hear a lot scheduling. of people in LA are like doing it right. They used to be waiters or whatever, but now with Lyft or Uber, it's like on your own schedule. So it's it's a lot more convenient. Yeah. 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 So it works out. Nice. Any crazy lift stories? Um. New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve. I, I drove for New Year's Eve, just trying to make some extra cash, and I had like picked up somebody at twelve oh five, like mm-hmm. right after the, the ball dropped. Yeah, <laughs> and it was this couple at this train station, and then they got in the car, and the lady started screaming like, "This motherfucker! You know what he did to me!" And like, <laughs> I'm thinking like she's talking about someone at the club, like looking around like, "What motherfucker!" Like, yeah. Know? And she's talking about her husband. Who's right there with yeah, her? Yeah, right oh, there Jesus with her. Jesus fucking Christ. And like, he left me alone at the club for 45 minutes. And these guys, or he took my, like, yeah, I had no money. I had this, no, this and that. Oh, yeah, that's the ride you're on right now. And I was just like, Oh, Fuck, Jesus dude. fucking Christ. So, yeah, they started fighting. She ends up, like, hitting them, like. Like a few times, I remember like I wanted to stop the car and be like, "Dude, get the fuck out!" But <laughs> I felt bad for him, and I was like, "Dude, I'm just gonna get you home." And it would suck because it was from downtown to Santa Monica, so it was like a fucking longest twenty minutes of my life. But <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty horrific story. Funny. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> That's a fucking pain in the ass. There's certainly like a lot of horror stories they've heard about. Yeah. Nobody's ever fucking threw up in your car and shit or. 
No, no, no. I hadn't really drunk people, but thankfully no one's throwing up. Um, yeah. I don't do the nights that much. I mean, I did New Year's just because I knew it was going to be good, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I try to I try to do the mornings where people are going to work and not so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Morning drunks? Yeah. Fucking people going home after fucking walk of shame? Or? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Man, I don't know who this guy is, but <laughs> he ride home. <laughs> Actually, I try to stay in the hood more when I do live too. I yeah? was like, yeah, I, I would go like to Hollywood area and like the business is good, but they drop your rating like fucking nothing. Like, oh, they just like <laughs> yeah, I'm just I don't mean like I don't know maybe because my car smells like weed or whatever the fuck. <laughs> they don't give a shit about that in the hood, like you know. So what's your rating on Lyft? What's the fuck? Have do they do they? Uh-huh. Can you read the reviews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get comments like like they could leave a comment. They don't always. Too, but they, you get them the next day yeah so i think like my rating right now is like 4.84 which i'm trying to get back to 4.85 because they rounded up to 4.9 so nice. like, it just looks better i don't know yeah that's all i mean that's pretty good 4.84 it's at a five yeah. right or yeah, yeah. Out of five. yeah that's yeah. pretty fucking good it was down to like 4.7 like when i was in hollywood i was like almost because when I, once you hit 4.6 you're out like yeah they'll, they'll, they'll cancel your account you know you can't really yeah so I stopped going to Hollywood. Wait, so every so everybody everybody is basically above four point six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucking whack then. Yeah. So. There's no real point in having five. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. So learn something new here, people. <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah, I got comments like uh, the car smell like smoke. Thank you. <laughs> it's yeah it's funny i like the comments too because my sister always talks shit about how i'm a bad driver i'm like dude i'm one of the best drivers on lyft so you can fucking read my comments and like yeah <laughs> we took a lift to the airport yeah she talks shit because my car has all these dents but i don't drive lyft when i'm drunk so it's different <laughs> <laughs> nice 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 Nice. There you go. That's a joke right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Write that shit down real quick before we forget. <laughs> now we're talking about, I think like Lyft was invented by like, people who are just in the friend zone and want to start getting paid for it. Like, like you don't tire of dropping off these bitches at the club. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to invent an app for this shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Have you done, what's the difference between Lyft and Uber or why did you Lyft? Because um, Uber wouldn't take my car. No. Oh, interesting. <laughs> No, but I actually, I uh, I didn't apply for Uber until like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And they said that my car was too old. Mm. But I didn't want to at first just because I heard all those horror stories like were like basically from Uber. Yeah. Like, you know, I, and then Lyft tips. So I yeah. think I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather deal with that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a tough, man, like balancing that too. And we were talking about um, a friend JP who just got a job, right? Yeah. I'm working, you know, I'm not, I was doing Desmadre full time for a while and I'm actually working at, uh, I'm not going to say right now, actually don't talk about it because it's kind of a top secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not top secret, but um, it's always like, I could talk about Trump, fuck if you can't tell, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I also work for a tech company. Let's put it oh, that okay. way. Oh, yeah. watch out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Cause that's where we are that up there in the bay area that's why yeah jobs, so many jobs or whatever but it's always like you know finding that balance you know of you know making money paying your bills doing your art and then like i mean in some ways like you're fucking i'm not gonna say you're lucky not to have a girlfriend but 
that's another level of stress in some ways. <laughs> oh, I still have the stress. I just don't have the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Well, what, what's up? Do you have any shows coming up? What are we talking about? Like, uh, yeah, people? I have a few shows coming up. I have the Ontario Improv uh, March 28th. Uh, it's a Tuesday. But I'll be doing that once a month, the last Tuesday of the month. Nice. Uh, with Brian McDaniel, formerly of TMZ. That's what's up. Yeah. Cool. And then I'll be uh, with Brian McDaniel again at the Ice House uh, in February. And then San Jose Improv in March. Stand up Scottsdale in March and Cruces, New Mexico on March 4th. Nice. So, yeah. So, locally here in LA, Ontario Improv, uh, Ice House, coming up later, uh, San Jose. Then you got something in Scottsdale and then Las, is that Cruces or Las Cruces? I don't know. Las Cruces? Las Cruces, Las Cruces in New Mexico. Then, New Mexico, something like that. And I'm pretty sure I'll be in El Paso the next day. I nice. I got to double check that. Nice. Does, is there a difference between uh, the, the the audience in in Texas and Cali? Like, because always people say like Texas Mexicans and Cali Mexicans, right? There's a difference. <laughs> um, Do you notice that? I didn't. I mean, not really. No. no. I mean, I I don't think I spent that much time to to mm. see anything. But mm. I could say there's a big difference between like Arizona tacos and California tacos. <laughs> That shit threw my ass. That, that shit threw me off. I was like, "What the fuck? This is a flour tortilla, and there's cheese on this. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> that's a fucking burrito." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, "Dude, nice, yeah, nice." I didn't get it. I didn't understand. <laughs> well, hopefully, we can get together when you roll up uh, for the San Jose show. Maybe we'll put something together, a desmadre sort of thing, and see what the uh, Sunday the Clash guys what they're up to that weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it'd be dope to link up again when you're up there. Is your friend, what's her name, Liz? Oh, uh, Luz Passos. Luz. Is she going to be part of that show? Or is she, yeah, she was she, going up there soon or something, right? Yeah, she's going to be there March 25th uh, for the Comedy Madness show. Mm. And yeah, she'll be back up there at San Jose Improv with, uh, with. Yeah, well, actually, that show is with her now. That's not with Brian McDaniel. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Cool, man. Anything else you want to? Um, that was it. Where can people follow you on online? Oh, that's right. Uh, so my Twitter is Flaco Seagulls. Uh, that's F L A what? F L A C O S E A G U L L S. So Twitter at Flaco Seagulls, and then uh, Facebook Isaac Flaco Martinez, um, Instagram Funny Flaco, and I think that's pretty much all I check. Nice. <laughs> I have nice. a Snapchat, but I'm never on it. Yeah, Snapchat is. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck to do on Snapchat. I open that shit. I'm like, what the fuck do I push here? Uh, I feel like Snapchat's like that kid that you just don't think about. It. I'm like, well, that's what I have another kid out there. Huh? What's well, I guess it's more like between friends or something. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm too old for. I don't have any fucking friends on that shit. I'm fucking old. Like it's funny. Someone made fun of me for Snapchatting. Like you're Snapchatting. Don't you know Instagram does that now? I'm just, like, I didn't know oh, one was cooler thing. than the other. Like I, I have no idea what I'm doing anymore. Like shit. Like. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for uh, joining us, Flaco. Thanks for having me, man. Good luck. Fun. People follow Flacco. He's got some funny shit on his uh, social media stuff. Yeah, and don't judge me by this podcast alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are a fan of Mitch Hedberg or similar, um, I, I think you'll really love Flacco. Is, you have some videos on YouTube, right? Oh, yeah. Some of your yeah. Sets. So, yeah, I would say look up Flacco on, on YouTube if you haven't seen his set before. Yeah. You'll fucking dig it. Google me, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you right, next guys. week.
All right. Thanks for watching this Madre podcast number 13 with Flacco. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to support us. Check out our store, desmadre.com forward slash store. Leave a great review on iTunes. Five stars, a little few comments, words down there. And remember to check us out on Patreon too. Patreon.com forward slash desmadre. Thanks, guys. See you next week.